Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and you know I got you some headlines today. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting uh, this channel. It means a lot to me. You guys have no idea. I very much appreciate it. Um, so let's jump on here and say, so um, here's a good one. So this is LeoHoman.com. You know I love him. You know it. LeoHoman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Go show him some love. Out of the shadows and in your face, technocracy's high-tech war against humanity doesn't need guns, bullets, or tanks, but it's every bit as lethal. That's something we'll be talking about today. And Biden administration announced a sweeping executive order to facilitate gender transition procedures for kids. That's the Western Journal. What else is going on today? So how should Christians respond when their employer actively supports abortion LGBT ideology? We can check that out at ChristianHeadlines.com. What else do we have going on today? So yes. Here's a good one if you haven't checked it out. This is Pathway to Servitude, The Traders Who Created the Global Supply Crisis. And that is Blaze TV. Go check that out. She's on, um, um, that's on, you can check them out on YouTube. Of course, that is Glenn Beck. Please go check that out. You're going to want to watch that. It's about an hour long, but it's worth it. Trust me. Uh, he talks about famines and blackouts and how the Biden-made uh, disasters will cripple America. And he talks about the World Health Organization and the companies that support that in the UN. So definitely go and check that out if you can. Another good one is Fox News today. <clears throat> talks about the Texas Democrat slam party after Republican Maya Flores flips house seat taking Latinos for granted. Uh, I think the Latinos know better than that. So yes. So, and then another good one is Pete Buttigieg brags about his $48,000 electric vehicle to people who can't afford gas. Looks even dumber when Ford recalls that same electric vehicle. So, let's jump in. So, out of the shadows and in your face. Let's talk about that. So, this is Leo Holman. He says, uh, he recently published a Sentinel piece on how global technocrats have entered the kill phase of their plan for worldwide domination. If you remember correctly, I actually did a, an episode and I uh, read his article on there. It was very good. Go back and find it. And if you don't want to go back and find it, go to leohoman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com and check it out for yourself. So, he talks about this is essentially the age-old satanic plan to war against God and declare victory by building a new digital tower of Babel. Tenocrats actually believe they can get away with this genocide by employing psychological warfare, propaganda, and weaponized technology, which involves the merging of computer science, information technology, with biomedical science. They are merging around, I would say, the biometric sensor, said Yuval Noah Harari, the chief advisor to Klaus Schwab, the globalist founder of the World Economic Forum and author of COVID-19, The Great Reset. Yes. So yes, uh, the important, uh, or I'm sorry, the employment against humanity of this weaponized technology marks the greatest evil to arrive on planet Earth since the Nazi regime nearly 100 years ago. Only this time, it is much more deceptive. Few people even recognize it. Though it is hiding in plain view and now entering its most advanced and final stage, the kill phase, Patrick Woods picks up on this theme below. So this is Patrick Wood, and he's uh, this article is in TomTechnocracy.com. 
And so he says, um, the object of war is to kill or maim as many people as possible by whatever it means. However, outright killing is often less efficient than wounding because more of the enemy's resources are consumed in caring for the wounded than burying dead bodies. The overall goal of war is to conquer and subdue a people. In the process of conquering, the enemy must be psychologically and physically broken to the point that they give up their will to fight and their will to assert self-determination. The corrupt pandemic war has all the markings of more traditional militaristic war except that it is still unrecognized by those who are under attack. It is the perfect stealth war. History is full of examples of stealth attacks uh, that were extremely successful. The victims never saw the attackers until it was too late. And so we're going to continue this article here and it says, oh, mm, oh my goodness. Yes, I got to get, got to have the coffee. <laughs> got to have the coffee. So in today's war, uh, the entire health system has been weaponized and turned into a giant Trojan horse. Obey, 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 it cries. Humiliate yourself by donning a face mask by staying home and retreating from normal society. Mutilate yourself by giving up your job, closing your business, injecting harmful substances into your body. Meanwhile, dead bodies are piling up in record numbers. It's an old-fashioned genocide with a medical twist. For a moment, uh, for a minute, forget case numbers, hospital beds, and epidemiological studies. The expose provides a backdoor look at what's going on by an analyzing ambulance callouts, all of which are nicely recorded in detail. So we're going to go on here and it says, The National Health Service uh, has confirmed in response to a Freedom of Information request that ambulance call-outs relating to immediate care required for a debilitating condition affecting the heart nearly doubled in the whole of 2021 and are still on the rise further in 2022. But the most concerning published figures showed that they they also doubled among people under the age of 30. So what group is getting hit hardest? Young people under 30. Those normally suited for military service, i.e. to build a physical army. Overall, emergency calls for heart-related incidents have skyrocketed, uh, skyrocketed from the first day of emergency use authorization injections. The tidal wave of propaganda, just like in any war, is designed to deceive, demoralize, and confuse. Prominent medical journals spit out headlines like CDC, FDA reports on VAERS, no association between vaccines and increased mortality. The FDA did not say COVID-19 vaccines are causing more heart attacks. COVID vaccines not linked to deaths in major U.S. study finds. All lies, folks. So they're all lies. Anyway, propaganda. Anyway, uh, moving right along, back to his article, he says, they all, they all state that your eyes are lying to you. Rather, you should trust the propaganda that sows just enough doubt that you don't dare open your mouth in public about such silly things as ambulance call-outs for heart-related emergencies. No, no. Uh, this writer has continuously stated since December 18, 2015, that technocracy declared a war on the entire human population of the world. And he wrote, this is Leo Holman, uh, quoting Leo Holman from his article, technocracy is the same nefarious ideology that enabled Adolf Hitler in the 1930s. Nazi Germany used advanced technology to enslave and kill millions of its own citizens. This hasn't happened here yet, but this is the direction we are headed. He wrote that in December 18th, 2015. And now he says we have arrived. What level of stupidity and ignorance do people have to exhibit to not see what is going on here? Go check him out. LeoHoman.com. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. He's absolutely correct. That's why I keep saying 
If you don't see what's going on in the world, you are completely lost. You are completely blinded by Satan. And he is the one that will blind you. Yes, and we'll read about that here shortly. So here's Blaze Staff TV. So this is the Ford Mach-E. So Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has been telling those naughty Americans who are struggling to afford fuel for their older gas-guzzling vehicles to just go get a brand new electric vehicle like the Ford Mustang Mach-E listed at a market average of $47,553 in Consumer Reports. Here he is all charged up, ready to go, and oh, so excited to go pick up a friend, Energy Secretary Jennifer M. Granholm, and share the momentous news about a new national network of 500,000 electric vehicle chargers. So Secretary Jennifer Granholm here on her little Twitter says, Get in, y'all. We're driving to an all-electric, clean energy future. Yeah, I did that my best fake texas accent ever because i am from texas and we don't sound like that but anyway moving right along so maybe a little bit no excuse. so uh and who could forget the transportation secretary helpful advice to people who can't afford a record high gas prices in march clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the american people as well said Buttigieg. last month we announced a five billion dollar investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an electric vehicle. Unquote. But now that Ford is recalling 48,924 Mustang Mach-E electric vehicles because of a defect in the vehicle's battery contactor, will Buttigieg have to go back to riding his bike back and forth from his security details giant SUV that follows along behind him, which was definitely not ever a publicity stunt? <laughs> It has a little thing here on Twitter from DJ Judd. This is Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Bite to the White House for today's cabinet meeting. It would appear, but he really did. They just took it out of the back of the SUV. So according to uh, Consumer Reports, Ford is recalling the Mach-E because the vehicle's battery can contactor may overheat, causing the vehicle to lose power while driving. A Ford spokesperson said uh, the company plans to send an over-the-air software update for current Mach-E owners in July. Unlike out-of-touch Buttigieg Washington Examiner National Political Reporter Selena Zito understands the current sentiments of average American. She joined Glenn Beck on the radio program to talk about sky-high gas prices, spreading crime, the never-ending border crisis, and all the other reasons Americans are fed up with the current administration. While Democrats try to get us to focus on the January 6th Capitol riot, most of us are struggling to afford the insane gas prices, which recently passed $5 on an average uh, for across our country. So, uh, there isn't a time that I don't pull up to a gas station uh, where you don't hear someone cuss at the pump, <laughs> Zito told Glenn, and that news she predicted could be monstrous for Democrats in the upcoming midterm. Watch the video clip, and you can learn all about it. I'm going to play it right now. This is on Glenn Beck. Uh, if you want to check out this article, you can go to theblaze.com. Theblaze.com. So let's play this. As you go across uh, and talk to individuals, what are they actually thinking about everything that's going on right now? Well, what is interesting, and again, people can check out everything I do at sleepthezito.com, but uh, because I have three full-time jobs, um, but so... <laughs> What, no matter what your political party is, the same concerns are across the board uh, with regular folks. Uh, and what do I mean by regular folks? 
of the folks that aren't um, involved in politics either for a profession or because they have an illness and they have to watch it all the time. But, you know, people, I mean, <laughs> there isn't a time that I don't pull up to a gas station, which, by the way, is all the time because I'm always on a back road, where you don't hear someone cuss at an inanimate object, meaning the gas pump. Because, yeah. the, you know, the average cost now to fill up an average car is about $100. You know, that takes, that takes a I put, I, I put, uh, three gallons of gas in my car yesterday three gallons and it cost me over eighteen dollars and a a word that shouldn't follow the word holy was uttered at that pump uh but i i mean you're i looked at that and i thought that this is insanity insanity how are people doing it and I gotta agree, how are people doing it? People are not gonna be doing it very much longer, I'm afraid. Uh, when you look at gas prices like that, I mean, here, I mean, they're almost $5 a gallon here in Texas. And uh, you have the Biden administration, we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, more electric vehicles and, and touchdown Lakers. And uh, they don't even have any idea what the hell he's talking about. But to them, it doesn't hurt any of them. Any of these congressmen that make a million dollars a year on these book deals and, you know, backdoor trading and lobbyists and, you know, bribing and all this stuff, it doesn't it doesn't phase them. But people like you and I, who have to get up and get our vehicles and drive to work, take care of our kids, feed our families, you know, pay our bills, uh, do things like that, uh, it, it really affects us. And then you, you take the gas prices that are that expensive and you couple that with the 45% increase in groceries and then you know, you've really, you're snowballing into something here, right? And it's exactly what they want you to snowball into. They want to bankrupt the American people. They want to bankrupt America, which America technically is bankrupt. Um, you know, we're just printing money now that's like paper. It's like, the, it's not even worth the ink that it's printed on. Uh, you know, it's not even worth the ink that is used to print it. So, you know, we're in a lot of trouble here. And uh, we have other, these countries can start calling on our debt. And what are we going to do? Um, so, you know, what are we going to do? Probably go to war. That's usually what you end up doing in times like that, right? When they call, you go to war. So, um, yeah, that's the best way to get your economy back in order. Unfortunately, that's usually the truth. And so, but we look at this administration who is, um, for a lack of a better word, they are... Uh, they're crazy. Now, I wouldn't call them idiots because they know exactly what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying Biden. Biden has no idea what the hell is going on. That man has lost his mind. Um, but the people running Biden, they know exactly what they're doing. Oh, Biden, we like to call him because it's still Obama administration. Whoever ran Obama is literally, you know, they're running um, Biden. You know, you get the George Soros's. You have all these people in the back that are literally pulling the strings. And, you know, you really got to think about it. And they're all globalists, right? All of them are globalists. And they want to bring everybody into this one world global thing. And people people thought that we were all conspiracy theorists, all these Christians, because, you know, we're talking about um, eschatology and what the Bible says. You know, there's going to be a one world currency. There's going to be a one world government, a one world religion. Oh, you people, you people, you dumb man, you people. Y'all don't know what you're talking about, you dumb butts. You don't know. Well, lo and behold, look what's going on. This is where the world is heading. But we've been telling you guys because the Bible told us, right? So we knew. We knew what was going to happen. And it's happening. And uh, it, you you would have to be blind, blind, deaf, and dumb not to see that our world is changing rapidly. And it's changing for not the better. When they said you will own nothing and be happy. Well, what do you think they meant by that? 
Oh, you know, you got the gates over here going, Bill Gates, well, you don't need me, no meat cow farts are, are destroying the economy, they're causing climate change, and it's all because of them, and these people are insane, if you would know any better, you would be like, if, think about it, from the 1800s, say your great-great-great-grandmother, you know, stepped into this century, and turned on the news and you got people saying cow farts are causing climate change you'd be like what what in tarnation like what is going on so think about the insanity of the situation and i like i said you had to be blind and dumb and deaf not to see or hear or know what's going on in this world it's insanity we're going to move on. So, Biden administration announced a sweeping executive order to facilitate gender transition procedures for kids. This article is in westernjournal.com. Check it out, westernjournal.com. It was posted today. As a matter of fact, it was posted today. So, we're going to read a bit, of, read a bit about this. This was uh, written by Jack Davis. And it says, uh, President Joe Biden on Wednesday issued an executive order promoting transgender procedures for children, calling them gender-affirming care. I call it child abuse, if you ask me. This Texan, that's what I'm going to tell you. Anyway, moving right along. In a White House background call to the news media, and an unnamed senior administration official said the order was designed to, quote, fight back against the onslaught of hateful anti-LGBTQI+. What the hell fire is QI+. Do we really want to know? There, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, legislation that we're seeing in the states. First, it started with the LGs, right? Now it's the LGB. Now it's the LGBT. Now it's LGBTQI+, ABCDEFG. Lord God help us. Anyway, President Biden always stands up to bullies, the senior administration official said. Uh, and that's what these extreme MAGA laws and policies do. They bully kids. Hateful, discriminatory laws that target children are out of line with where the American people are. And President Biden is going to use his executive authority to protect the kids and families. The official accused states of passing un-American policies. What the hell? Are you serious? These dumb ass people, they absolutely anger me. These people are the bullies. These are the people that are destroying children. These are the people that are hateful and discriminatory. These are the people that are abusing our children. But, oh, no, it's all us. Now, remember this, folks, where we were going. Uh, who was it? I, I think I, was it on yesterday's program or last night? I'm not sure. Anyway, just remember, uh, when they come after us, it's not going to be because we're Christians. No, no, they're going to they're gonna flip it around. They're going to make us the bad people. They're going to lie about us. And they're going to say that we... We are the child abusers. They're going to say we are, are evil and we are all this. Remember, that's what the Bible says. Well, so when Jesus said when they come after you and they say all these things about you and you are persecuted for my name's sake and they make up these lies and all this stuff about you, this is where we're going right now. This is where we are going right now. You see it beginning right here. But remember, folks. The Bible warns you first. <laughs> so, the order gives the Democrat of Health and Human Services the lead role in ensuing that minors can undergo gender transition surgeries, according to Fox News. Folks, it is, that's child abuse. That is child abuse. If you think a child can make that decision, give them the keys to your Ferrari and let them go. 
give them an AK-47 and let them play with that gun. If you think that that is okay, and that's not child abuse, and that's not dangerous, give the keys to your Ferrari. Let them go. Let them go. And then come back and tell me how that works out for you. So, continuing with the article, uh, it says the order puts Biden and the federal government squarely against Republicans, such as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So, DeSantis is seeking to ban Medicaid, funded jointly by the state and federal governments, from funding transgender treatments, including puberty blockers, hormone therapies, and gender reassignment surgery, according to Newsweek. He says, I would ban the sex change operations, DeSantis said last month. You can't get a tattoo if you're 12 years old. When they say gender-affirming care, what they mean a lot of times is you are really, you're castrating a young boy, you're sterilizing a young girl, you're doing mastectomies uh, for these very young girls. Um, for these kids, 80% of the cases resolve themselves as they grow up. And so you're doing things that are permanently altering them. And then they're not going to be able to reverse that, DeSantis said. According to a White House fact sheet, Biden will seek to prevent federal programs from funding conversion therapy. President Biden is also encouraging the Federal Trade Commission to consider whether the practice constitutes an unfair or deceptive act or practice, the fact sheet said. The fact sheet claimed that over 300 anti-LGBTQIA plus ABCDEFG laws have been introduced in state legislatures over the past year, and many of them specifically target transgender children and their parents by banning access to medical care and support at school. The fact sheet said that Biden has charged the Department of Education with releasing a sample school policy for achieving full inclusion for the alphabet students. Yes, so Biden also wants to review how current eligibility standards for federal programs impact the alphabet and other households and issue recommendations for more inclusive standards, according to the fact sheet. Truth and accuracy. Uh, so this is what you need to go and check out. This is Western Journal talking about what the Biden administration is doing. And so while I'm sitting here, I'm just going to top in LGBTQI plus and i want to see what that means and so we're going to hit meaning on here and let's see what this actually says people who aren't heterosexual pops up this is life support counseling.com life support really so the alphabet is an umbrella term that encompasses the spectrum of people who aren't heterosexual the term arose as the lgbt in the late 1980s as a way to bring together different groups who had historically been marginalized or even criminalized for their sexuality. Uh, yes, folks, I need to go back to that. So here's one. This is the good RX. So this is going to tell us what all the letters mean, right? So this is at the good RX. What? 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 I digress, folks. So we want. I want to know. I want to know what these letters means. I'm sure you probably do too. So the L stands for lesbian. The G stands for gay. B stands for bisexual. T is for transgender. So why was LGBT? Uh, it says incomplete. Although LGBT acronym uh, was much more inclusive than terms used in the past, it has still left out people who don't identify with being those uh, letters. We're gonna put that away. Uh, and that's where the Q came in. So of course Q stands for I guess queer, and then you have under queer the non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer, gender non-conforming. The hell, the hell. So Q can also stand for questioning. So what the 
hell? So anyway, I stands for intersex. Uh, this is a term used to describe a person who is born with differences in their sex traits. <laughs> Lord God help us. A stands for asexual, which means they they lack a sexual attraction. Okay, so the plus stands for, so the plus sign is a symbol that represents members of the community who identify with a sexual orientation or gender identity that isn't included within the LGBTQIA acronym. It's an inclusive way of representing gender and sexual identities that letters and words cannot fully describe. I'll tell you what the hell it means. It means for pedophiles and all this other good horrible god awful stuff that's going on then you have the then you have the lgbtqqip2saa oh it gets better folks this is on your good rx health page just if you wanted to know where i'm getting this information from uh so the p stands for pansexual and the second a stands for an ally yeah what the bible says you should never do is to approve these people who are in sin yeah bible's got a few words to say about that so there's more but I'm not going to get into it. So if you want to look at all these letters, uh, you can go and check it out there at the goodrx. So in another article, we have how should Christians respond when their employer actively supports the abortion LGBT ideology? This uh, article is, is in Christian, uh, ChristianHeadlines.com written by Jim Dennison. Jim Dennison. So... Well, let's see. So, uh, you might think that Queerly Beloved and Quirky, Queer, and Wonderful are the titles of Pride Month TV shows. They're actually two of the hymns in Songs for the Holy Other, hymns affirming the LGBTQIA2S plus community. So, alongside a queer hymnal, we now have the Queering the Bible Project. A ministry uh, tied to the Presbyterian Church USA has launched a 16-part study which looks at the Gospel of Mark as a way of learning about how we experience God as queer folk and how we experience scripture as queer people. If you believe that God creates us in his image as male and female, Genesis 127, and defines marriage as a covenant of one man and one woman, Genesis 2, 21 through 24, and Matthew 19, 4 through 6, how would you respond to Christians who endorse and celebrate the LGBTQ ideology? It says, as he reported yesterday, he says, at least 13 companies have announced plans to help employees travel across state lines to obtain abortions if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Companies across the country are celebrating Pride Month by participating in parades, affixing rainbow logos to email and other correspondence and contributing to the LGBTQ cause. If you work for a company that has chosen to help fund abortions or celebrates unbiblical sexual morality, how should you respond? These are not speculative questions. As our culture moves further and further from biblical morality, Christians are becoming or are coming under increasing attack for our biblical beliefs. And believers who work in the secular marketplace are facing increasing pressure to capitulate or resign. Uh, let's consider three biblical responses. One. Know what you believe. Scripture calls us to honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. That's 1 Peter 3.15. Whether the issue is abortion, sexual morality, or another ethical challenge, it is vital that we know what we believe and why we believe it. So let's go on. I'm going to increase that font a bit. So, 
For example, if you believe abortion is morally wrong, how would you defend your position? If you believe marriage is between a man and a woman, how would you respond to those who disagree? If they're unwilling to consider biblical truth, how else would you persuade them? It is incumbent on all American Christians these days to know and be able to defend basic biblical truth claims. Apologist William Lane Craig, many Christians do not share their faith with unbelievers simply out of fear. They're afraid that the non-Christian will ask them a question or raise an objection that they can't answer. And so they choose to remain silent and thus hide their light under a bushel in disobedience to Christ's command. Apologetics training is a tremendous boost to evangelism. Uh, for nothing inspires confidence and boldness more than knowing that one has good reasons for what one believes and good answers to the typical questions and objections that the unbeliever may raise. Sound training in apologetics is one of the keys to fearless in evangelism. So, yes, folks, I've been saying this for a long time. So, continuing, uh, it says to uh, know your red lines. In Jeremiah 29, the Lord calls his people to seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. That's verse 7. Uh, in Romans 13, we are told to be subject to the governing authorities. However, when the apostles were commanded by the authorities to stop preaching the gospel, they responded, we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard as Acts 4.20. Some issues uh, are hills to die on, but others are not. If you work in a secular environment, you will undoubtedly face challenges to your faith that are not worth resigning and thus ending your influence with your colleagues. You may, however, face other issues that are so grave they demand that you take a stand even at the risk of your employment. It's best to decide such red lines ahead of time. For example, he says he spoke recently uh, with an executive at a secular hospital system. The hospital uh, does not uh, the hospital does not do elective abortions at this point, but he has decided that if their policy changes, he will resign. By contrast, he has decided to stay, even though the hospital celebrates Pride Month in ways that make him uncomfortable, choosing to remain where his faith can prayerfully impact these or those he influences. So what you want to do is you want to pray for guidance of the Spirit as you discern what is the will of God in this respect. That's Romans 12, uh, 2. So three, you want to speak and act redemptively. Earlier, we noted uh, Peter's call for us to be ready always to make a defense of our faith. The apostle continued, yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. That's 1 Peter 3.15, 3.15b-16. Uh, says, as I say often, we are not called to be cultural warriors, but cultural missionaries. The other side is not the enemy. We are called to speak and act redemptively, reflecting the light of Christ in the darkness of our day. Matthew 5.15. 14 through 16 so that others are drawn to our lord and find in him the joy and peace their soul longs to know so you know that's the truth uh you know we're not here to hate the other side we're not here to hate democrats we're not here to no we are to hate sin but not the people we got to remember that these people are under the sway of their father the devil so if you're not saved born again christian then your father is the devil not God Almighty, but it's the devil. The Bible clearly teaches that. And so what, what are we to do? What are we to do as Christians in our culture? What are we to do? Are we to lash out at them? Are we to go in our houses and hide? Uh, what are we to do? Are we just supposed to speak the truth? 
How are we supposed to speak the truth? We're supposed to speak the truth in love, not in hate, but in love. So let's expound on this a little bit. So you hear a lot of people say um, that your uh, your father is the devil, or they'll say that the, that you're being blinded by Satan, the god of this world. And you'll hear, you know, uh, pastors, teachers, um, you know, uh, people who tell you about the gospel, uh, tell you about the end times. You'll hear them quote a lot of this, right? And you're like, well, where is that? Well, let me tell you, and I'll, I'll tell you in context. So. If you're living in this world and you see all this stuff going on, this debased insanity, perverseness, and you think it's okay, well, only thing I can tell you is that you're lost. Because if you're saved, a born-again Christian, then you're going to see this for what it is. It is satanic. It is demonic. It is evil. It is perverted, right? And so if you don't see that, then you need to question your relationship with Christ if you profess to be a Christian. And so I'm going to show you in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 3, it says this, But if in fact our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Regarding them, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, so they cannot see the light of the gospel or the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So I want to read some commentary uh, from uh, Dr. John MacArthur. And so I'm reading out of his Bible, his study Bible his study notes and so talking about um the the gospel is veiled he says um the false teachers accused paul of preaching an antiquated message so paul showed that the problem was not with the message or the messenger but with the hearers that he says were headed to hell so of course you know the preachers you know like he uh, to paraphrase preachers can't um persuade people to believe only god only god can do that only god's holy spirit um can persuade you can what well, was about to say to woo you right so if you're being wooed by the Holy Spirit or, you know, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, I wouldn't put that off. I would listen to that immediately. Um, so anyway, he continues as the God of this world, which of course is Satan. And if you wanted um, some scripture to back that up, when we always say the God of this world is Satan, I say it a lot. Matthew 4, 8, John chapter 12, 31, and John chapter 14, 30, chapter 16, 11, Ephesians chapter 2, 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 26, and 1 John five nineteen. So anyway, uh, the current world mind uh, set here is expressed by the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. He says it encompasses the world's philosophies, educations, and of course, commerce. Um, of course, when it says the blind, he's blinded, so God has blinded. So anyway, uh, the God of this world, right, to Satan. And he says Satan blinds men to God's truth through the world system he has created. So remember, he's created it, right? So without a godly influence, this is like not, not the world itself as we know, like, planet earth he has created the systems the education the philosophies um the ideals right that's what we're talking about that's the world system um that the bible talks about and he goes on he says without a godly influence man left to himself will follow that system which panders to the depravity of unbelievers and deepens their moral darkness and you can read about that in matthew 13 19 ultimately it is god who allows such blindness which is john 12 40 and then, of course, Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God himself. And so, um, if you go on, uh, and of course, you read a little bit more about it, he goes, um, you know, the false teachers accused Paul of preaching for his own benefit, yet they were the ones guilty of doing so. So, Paul was always humble. Um, if you read your Bible, the Apostle Paul was an un unbelievable man of God. And um, you should go back and read his story. He, of course, he started out with a different name as Saul, persecuting Christians and murdering them. And so... 
Uh, just think if you've ever done anything horrible, God can always forgive you and he can always pick you up, dust you off, and use you. So, but you have to be humble. You have to be humble and open to the Spirit. So anyway, uh, the Holy Spirit. So anyway, another thing that I wanted to uh, talk about too was uh, Ephesians chapter 5. And so, you talk about um, how, you know, we're to experience this evilness right we're not supposed to back it down we are to expose it right well you know it says chapter 5 says therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love as the Messiah also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God but sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not even be heard of among you as is proper for saints and coarse and foolish talking or crude joking are not suitable but rather giving thanks for know and recognize this, no sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of the Messiah and of God. Uh, let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for because of these things God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. Therefore, do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Discerning what is pleasing to the Lord, don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made clear, for what makes everything clear is the light. Therefore it is said, get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless acts, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. And so... Uh, you know, the Bible clearly tells us, God clearly tells us that we are to expose these evil deeds, right? You're to expose this stuff. And then what else are we to do? Well, we're supposed to do it in love, right? We are to uh, do these things in love, not not in hatred or anything like that. And so, and how do you do that? We become a mature Christian, uh, John MacArthur says. You need to be mature. You need to know doctrine. You need to be confident in what you believe, Right. But more importantly, you need that relationship with Jesus Christ and you need to be um, in communion with God every day. You know, we need that. We need the Holy Spirit every day and we need the Lord every day. And so, like, you know, once you're saved, you are always saved. Once you're saved, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And yeah, that's that's just, that's how it is. And so once you're saved, you are always saved. And you hear about those people that, well, I, you know, I turned away from God and I don't believe anymore and blah, blah, blah. Well, those people were never saved to begin with. They might have thought they were, but they never truly were. And so another one that I want to read uh, today is, this is um, Romans. Of course, I always talk about it. You know, it talks about... Um, to approve of those things who to approve of those people who do such things right is is just as bad and you wonder like where do you get that from and what is all this about so i'm going to pick up in romans chapter 1 uh verse 28 uh 32 is the one that talks about who knowing knowing these things but i want to go back and take it into context right 
So in a, the full context, if you want the full context, start in Romans chapter 1 and read chapter 1, right? But we're going to go 128. So, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to it a based mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So that's where we get that scripture from. And did you did you hear the words that I described to these people? And you look around the world today and you think, wow, that's, that's right now. That's happening right now. These people are walking among us right now. Were we to hate those people? No, no, we're not. Um, you know, we we are to love the people. Um, they are all God's creation, and um, we pray that God doesn't want anybody to perish. That's why He is still waiting. That's why the Lord Jesus has not come to take us home yet, because God is long suffering, not wanting anyone to perish. People say, "Why would a loving God send anybody to hell?" Well, I always tell you the truth. God doesn't send anybody to hell. You send yourself to hell by denying and not accepting his son's sacrifice, Jesus Christ's sacrifice for you and I, uh, for the whole sin of the world. And so that's how you get yourself sent to hell. You do it yourself. So, um, you know, these, these are just a few scriptures that I wanted to go into today and, uh, you know, talk to you guys about. But we are to be imitators of God, right? Imitators. So Ephesians 5 tells us that to be imitators of God. And so um, we are to walk as Christ walked and we're to love people. And that's the big thing. There is no, no love in the world today. There's no love. And so when I say you're of your father, the devil, I was like, where do you get that from? So that is John chapter eight, verse 44 says you are of your father, the devil and the desires of your father. You want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. And Jesus says, But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Uh, which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So uh, that's where we get that scripture from. And so, folks, I'm going to leave you guys with this tonight. Like I say, really, really get into the Word of God. And you got to let the Word of God get into you. You can read the Bible all you want to if you're just skimming through it. What I mean by when I say get into the Word of God, I mean dig into the Word of God. Get some good commentaries. Get you some different versions. I know there's some King James only folk out there. <laughs> I'm telling yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice if that's what you're doing. But, I mean, I'm not here to tell you what version to read. I tell you which one's not to read. But, um, yeah. So, I, I would stay away from the NIV, the new NIV, any of the NIVs, really. Now, the prior ones from, like, 1984, those are okay. You know, prior to that, um, I wouldn't say that would be, that. that's just, like, if you're going to be reading through it, like, you know, just reading through it casually, you know, just kind of reading some scripture. But if you really want to dig into the Word of God, um, get you the NASB. I like the 1995 edition. Uh, so, get you the NASB. Um, you need to get you, you know, the New King James in, you know. 
uh, get you, uh, I mean, even the NLT. Uh, now, the NLT, now what you got to understand about the dynamic equivalence and this kind of stuff when it comes to scripture is you really need to understand um, what version you are reading and, and what its strengths and weaknesses are because there's a lot of strengths and weaknesses um, on the uh, on the different uh, versions, right? Now, um, I would say absolutely to stay away from the new NIV, the CSB, the new one that just came out. Um, there's other uh, very heretical ones out there, uh, the Passion of the Christ or whatever that the Passion Translation. Stay stay away from that. Uh, you know, stay away from um, those types of translations. Um, but you're pretty well safe with New King James, the NASB. Uh, the King James version is a beautiful version as well. Um, the NLT and the ESV um, are are very good translations. Um, I do not like uh, the NLT and I don't like the ESV only in because they do not capitalize the pronouns of the Lord Jesus Christ and God. I just don't like that. Uh, I think those should be capitalized, but that's just me, you know. <laughs> uh, the Holman Christian Standard Bible is a good translation as well. Uh, that's the HCSB, not the new CSB, but the old one. You're going to have to go on to eBay or something and find that because it's not in print anymore. There is another one that I read. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's completely out of print. And you have to go, uh, you definitely have to get that on um, eBay as well. And I like that one just to read through like story reading, but just, you know, casually read through. But if you really want to study it, you also need to get... Um, a, uh, it's called a keyword Bible, and you can get a keyword study Bible. It's the Hebrew Greek, and I have one of those as well, and it's in the ESV version. And so, you definitely want to get a Hebrew Greek Bible for sure. Um, that's going to help you understand more. And so, when I say get in the Word of God and study the Word, you really need to dig into the Word, not just you know casually read. I mean, that's great to casually read. Don't get me wrong, but you know when you want to study the version and you want to get in and just dig in and get the meat of the word of god you definitely need uh some good study material and so john MacArthur, warren wearsby there's several good uh, dr david jeremiah very very good um prophecy teachers and there's very good um biblical scholar teachers as well uh, my favorite of course is you know john MacArthur, but uh there's plenty and um yeah so i'm gonna get out of here i even have the tony evans bible commentary so you know get you some good commentary and just get in the word of god i'm telling you uh you're not gonna be disappointed <laughs> the lord will definitely bless you like i said if you read revelation uh it's the only book in the bible that promises a blessing if you read it heed it and um listen to it so yeah uh, and if you like to listen to the Bible, there is, uh, it's called Public Reading. And um, let me pull it up here on my phone. I love it. It's its fantastic. Uh, I can't really play it to you here um, so that you could hear it because uh, I'm sure it's got copyright. Um, but anyway, this is the Public Reading, uh, P-R-S-I, Public Reading Scripture, I think. Anyway, um, you can find it via, um, I want to say, uh, Amir um sarfati uh has behold israel you can find it via his website as well but it's public reading of scripture and so when you go and check it out i'm telling you it is is wonderful so i'll play a little bit of it for you here just so you can see this is uh, mark 1 15 as i said the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent and believe in the gospel so i'll let you listen to a little bit of it right here just real quick the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand 
repent and believe in the gospel. There's uh, there's a little bit of that in there too. Um, so yeah, if if you like to listen to it, that's a great one to listen to. It's got a timer on it too, so you can actually listen to it as you fall asleep, um, which is fantastic. What better way to absorb scripture even when you're asleep, right? Uh, it's very peaceful and calming. And so uh, anyway, like I always say, guys, get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. And may He keep His focus on Him and His kingdom as we live in these end times awaiting His return. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>